listener. KickPod acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land in which we're recording this podcast, the Yulukut Wulan clan of the Boomerang, who are a part of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to our elders, past and present, and extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to the KickPod, your DNM on the stuff that matters, but also the stuff that doesn't. One, two, three, four. Guys, hi. Hello. I have something to tell you. I got a very funny. So I have Google alerts on for you uh-huh. and Kik and me. So Same. basically, I the too, point of I it is so then if anyone up. writes anything really bad, if there's any on crisis, it. we know we, yeah, we get we're on to it. We're on to it. Not trouble. We had to fix it. Yeah. But we're on to it. The other day, I got a notification that you were in an article, and the title of the article was the old money haircut you're about to see everywhere. (laughs) It was, it's on Mamma Mia. And I just laughed my head off because I never thought of your haircut, like an old money haircut. It's funny though, because. But then I, now I can't unsee it. Yeah, I know. I know. I can't unsee it. What did they say? I'm like the Meredith Blake. Hang on, let me. I'm getting Meredith Blake from, um, it, no, not it takes two. What's it called? (sighs) Parent Trap. Parent Trap. They said everyone's doing it. So if it's a cut that you've been wanting to do for a long time, now's the time. Yes. Okay. So it's called the old money bob. For anyone that doesn't know what it means, yeah. it's basically when, so old money versus new money. Old money is yeah. like when money is passed down yeah. from like through families, generational yeah. wealth. Generational wealth, it. Yeah. And then new money is when like the person didn't come from money but has made their money own money, yeah. whereas old money is from their parents basically, yeah. then probably from their parents' parents, et cetera. 100%, yeah. Anyway, yeah. so yeah. that is just so yeah. funny. I just, I, when I saw that, I'm like, oh my God, I've never looked at your bob in that way, but there we go. Yep. The rise of the old money, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so aside from the Bob, you have got news for us. I mean, we have news for them. We have news for the people. Um, So basically, we have designed our very first collaboration through Kik with an activewear label, and that activewear label is Stacks. So first of all, <laughs> welcome to the Kick Squad Stacks and Stacks community. We are so excited about this collection. We designed it along with Don Robinson, their founder and creative director. And it was just a breeze, can I say, working with this team. They are incredible at what they do. And it was so fun to put together a 15-piece collection, keeping in mind inclusivity, quality and comfort, of course for every piece. So we want to empower you to move without holding you back. You want to feel comfortable in whatever movement that makes you feel good or even just wearing it every day. We love wearing our active wear when we're not actually being active and that is what this collection is all about. So we want it to be here for you to support you when you need it most and it is also a reminder that you are enough just as you are, which it literally says on some of the collection. No, I'm so excited. Love. And the colour, mm. it is a beautiful pink. Mm-hmm. It's inspired by our... One of our pink, our rooms, our yes. Pilates room. That's yeah. where the kind of the inspiration started. And I think as well, it's important to talk about, we have never done a kick active wear collaboration no, before. And the reason being, it just hasn't felt right. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. It's like there was just like, it's we, we've been asked to do it quite a few times mm. and it, we just didn't have 
I, the, I, the alignment wasn't there. And so to have a brand that we felt, we kind of thought, no, it's time now. And Stacks are so inclusive as yeah. a brand. Yeah. We went to their show. So this has been in the works for quite a long time. Yeah. And right before we, we kind of worked through it and it was just the most this runway they did was the most inclusive ever that I've ever seen. We've both ever seen. And it was like, this is, and the quality of their products Mm. is just fantastic. The design elements that go into them, the way they fit, the way they look. I mean, I'm wearing a bodysuit from them right now. I, we just love it. And so we thought, why not? Like it's time, it's time. And so, yeah, we're so, it's, it's such a special collection. We have, we were a part of the whole design process to make sure it was, I mean, we speak to all of you all the time about like what you're looking for in in, in your active wear and how you want things to fit. And so we encapsulated all of that. And Mm -hmm. Don is an amazing, like creative genius with his designs and yeah, it's really exciting. Yeah. So it is dropping Friday, the 9th of February. So it'll be available for you guys to purchase and we're just so excited and so keen to hear your thoughts and we cannot wait to see you guys kicking it in the gear and just wearing all the merch. It's a very, very exciting collaboration for us. So we hope you're excited. Okay, Lawsy, it is the end of January, you know, and I feel like this is the time of the year, not just I feel like, I know the research backs this, but this is the time of the year where a lot of us have either already let go or are thinking about letting go of our goals that we may have set at the start of January. So we wanted to check in with each other and talk about that because we've set our own goals and I'm very interested to hear what you've set for yourself, Lawsy. Um, and then also just say to anyone listening in, if you are in that moment and you are feeling like the motivation is dropping, we are here to remind you that it is okay if you're feeling that way, but we are going to all get through this part together because I feel like it's after the first couple of weeks and it's the same with even with our run programs and, and other programs in general. Once you get past the first couple of weeks where you might have the motivation because of the adrenaline of setting something and being excited about it, but then it might get a little bit tough. Maybe it's like physically tough or maybe it's just harder to fit in it can be really easy to kind of think of every excuse to to give up. But this is something if it's important to you and you have said it and it means something to you, it is important that you do try and follow it through. So let's get through this little tough point together, shall we? And if you need to reset, that's fine. Like that's absolutely fine. If you need to re, I've, I've changed some of mine from the start of the Mm. year because we all, we all have that. We just, we have more time. Obviously if if you are on a break at the start of Jan, you have more time. And so I think sometimes you don't think realistically. Exactly. (laughs) So we need to realign our goals, but they are so important. And if it is the, the good, the thing, obviously you can set goals at any point of the year. And the reason we wanted to reset now and check in on it is to chat through how our goals have evolved, but then also, I suppose, talk through and hopefully for for everyone listening, if you do want to like relook at your goals, work through how you can evolve them. Mm. So then you can have them for the rest of the year for yourself, because Mm. if there were things that you wanted to make changes of in your life that are positive, like, let's do it. We want to do it. It it is hard. Like that we've gone through, I think the night is it the 9th of Jan was world quitters day or something. 12th, I think. The 12th, which is like the day that most people quit their resolutions. We also aren't, we're not doing resolutions this year. We're not doing large life. No, No. absolutely not. It's setting small, small goals. Okay. Steffi, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. So I think I've already spoken about a a few kind of intentions. So today I wanted to bring, um, I suppose, some more tangible goals that I'm hoping to reach this year. And one, one is a fitness one and the other one is not, but the other one actually kind of helps me 
get there in a way. So I'll, I'll kind of explain how they are linked. But first of all, last year I reached my goal of doing an unassisted pull-up, which I was boss, super stoked boss with queen. because it just felt like something that I was never going to be able to do because I had put in my mind that I was never going to be able to do it, right? But then as soon as I actually put the things in practice and made the time to train and just get stronger – I then did it. And then I was like, okay, now I want to do three. And I did three. And, um, and I did notice that, you know, basically as soon as I start, stopped practicing it, it dropped back down to one or I'd have to go back to assisted and that's okay. Um, I think that's, it's, that's like any kind of fitness, even with running, if you take a break from it, you need to build back up that fitness and strength. But something for me that I realized last year in the ebb and flow of my fitness routine was when I had at least one solid day in the gym, even better if it was two, and then I might have partnered that with one or two Pilates workouts from home. And they were usually just 10 to 15 minute Pilates workouts, but they really complemented my strength training really well. When I was in that routine, which definitely is like attainable for me, um, I mean, as long as I'm not, you know, unwell or injured or anything, I felt amazing and I felt really clear minded and I just, I really loved that. So my fitness goal this year is 10 unassisted Oh, pull-ups. my goodness. And I know to get to that goal, I'm going to need to visit the gym regularly. And so I'm setting that. That's my fitness goal because I then think it will also motivate me to, to be more regular with my training, which I know makes me feel amazing. Um, so I intend to go to the gym and or if I can't get to the gym, do strength training two times a week okay. and then partner that with um, two Pilates workouts from home per week. And I know, as I said, I know that some weeks it might not be perfect, but I think having the goal of having 10 unassisted chin-ups, I'm not going to be able to get there if I'm only training once a week. Like it's just not going to happen. But I... I can't even explain to you how empowering it did feel when I did that first unassisted Mm. chin-ups that I can only imagine how 10 is going to feel for me. So I'm really excited about it. But to be able to do those workouts, the ones from home and the gym, I also need to prioritize um, movement in the morning. And at the moment, and who knows how long it's going to be for, Harvey is early rising. Mm. So I did actually the other morning, I just accepted the fact that he was awake and I got up anyway and I asked him to go and do some independent play in his playroom and he did and he was fine. Can I just say I love that it's called independent play. It's it's so funny I think because obviously I'm not immersed in like the motherhood land. Play by himself. Yeah, but independent play, it sounds so like, I'm like, oh, what's this? (laughs) And he did and he was excited by it. Like, cool, I'll go play with my monster trucks, no worries. And I got through a 15-minute Pilates workout and honestly, I reckon I could have done longer. It was only really because I started talking to my stories on my phone that he kind of remembered, heard my voice and was like, oh, mum sounds good. Um, And so that made me feel really good because it was like I've still had my morning. I haven't like interrupted his morning or made his morning any worse by missing me for 15 minutes. Like he was having a lot of fun. Um, And I still got it done. So I'm not going to use the excuse of him being an early riser anymore to like not have that time for myself in the morning. So that's what I need to do. But also to have the most motivation to have that time in the morning, I need to get an earlier night's rest. Um, and so mm-hmm. I'm 
really focusing on my wind down now um, at night. And the other goal that I was talking about that's going to help me, this is how it's like working as a funnel, um, (laughs) is to read more. So last year I read 17 books. I want to beat that this year. And the reason why it's important to me is because last year when I was reading at night, it made me fall asleep so much faster because I felt like I kind of got to escape whatever was going on in my mind or whatever was happening around me. You know, you can't scroll on your phone. You can't have a conversation with someone. Sorry, Josh, because he loves having conversations at night. I just felt immersed in these stories and that way I could just kind of go to sleep once I put the book down. Mm. Um, So yeah, my other goal is to read more books. And so if I read more books, I probably have a better wind down, which means I'll probably sleep better, which means I would be more fresh in the morning to potentially get more Pilates workouts done, which will help complement my strength training. And then I'll be doing 10 unassisted sit Yeah, What a cycle there you've got going. Amazing. So the two goals is 10 unassisted chin-ups and more than 17 books and they're going to help each other. And are they, has, has it changed since January 1? Um, the books one hasn't. Yeah. The unassisted chin-ups has been a newer one just because what I wanted, because from at the start of Jan, I was like, I felt really good. It was that realization of how good I felt when I was doing two Pilates workouts and two strength workouts a week, yeah. realizing that I can do that. I can do that. There's things I can put in place to make sure that happens. Um, and then I was thinking like, what's going to be something that's going to motivate me to keep up with that kind of repetition and that routine. And I was like, well, the, the pull-up felt real good. So 10, let's do 10 of them. That's Amazing. It. Yeah. So it's, I love that. So it's like another reason as to, because again, it's like the hardest thing with goals is motivation to yeah. do it. Yeah. And you've set that in yeah. now. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Fantastic. I can see my journey. There. Good. And I'm going to love every other step too. So it's mine. Okay. So my kind of theme of my, and my intention is, Thriving, not surviving. Love. I feel like the last six months of last year, I spent in autopilot. Yeah. There was not a lot of thriving. Sometimes I thrived really thriving. Maybe mainly just like getting through (laughs) life, basically. And I don't don't want, I really thought about it. I'm like, I don't want to live my life like that. Like it's not me. And I feel like, too, the lack of routine for me meant that I, and just like, when I say routine in not doing anything for me at yeah. any point, yeah. um, in like my, and I was also injured, so it wasn't helpful, but like for my mind or for my, um, in terms of movement, et cetera, it did not help at all. And I feel like I just lost this connection with myself and I felt so weak. Mm. It's really interesting because I felt weak physically, like from an like strength, mm. physical standpoint. Mm. But when I feel weak physically, I feel weak me- mentally. Yeah, it's like I the, the impact strength having, because it's like I'm in control mm. of my, it, it's like I know like I showed up for myself yeah, and I'm strong and mm. I feel strong and I feel empowered and then I can take that into my life. It just, for me, it's like directly yeah. correlated and linked. And so my, the kind of way, so the th- I'll say what I'm going to do and then how I'm going to do it. So I want to do three runs each week. That hasn't changed. Well, uh, this has changed. I had straight two strength or Pilates classes a week. I changed it to one because that's going to be more achievable for me. So I'll have four week workouts each week. That's achievable. Five meditations. That used to be seven. That's about five minutes in the morning. Mm-hmm. And that is especially the days that I'm not exercising. Yep. That's like my five Love minutes it. in the morning. And then... 10, I had every day read 10 pages, but I've changed it to 10 pages, five days a week. Yep. Gotcha. So what if you read 50 pages in one day? 
No, because it's more it's more, more exactly what you were talking of about of winding read, down before bed. Gotcha. And it's it's ten pages before. Well the where I'm doing it now is mm. before bed. Yeah. Yeah. I would hope like hopefully I'll read outside of that like on the mm. weekend or whatever, but ten pages before bed is like exactly what you said. It's mm. like it takes you out of that like whatever that yeah. your brain and you just go into some nice story. Yeah. And then you then I find it so much easier to Love go to it. sleep. Yeah. So that's my things and what they're my goals. And then the way I'm going to be able to achieve that is with, I've got a new schedule or way my week is structured that has that built into it. Yeah. Has room for it. Has room for it. Exactly. Like mainly just in the mornings, mm-hmm. but then also has kind of a little bit better. It's still like, it's still a lot of hours mm-hmm. of work, but it's just a little bit more structured than it was last mm-hmm. year. And it's not like 12 to 14 hours every day. It's more like 10, but then and there's some nights too where I've got late night work schedule, but it's in the thing and mm. it, it's not five nights a week. Mm-mm. It's like three, mm-hmm. which I can. And then in between, there's a little bit of a break because mm-hmm. what I was doing, which wasn't helpful was I was doing like, I don't know, say the office till seven and then I'd drive home and then I'd get straight on my laptop yeah, until 1030 and I wouldn't have any of that break. So mm. there's just a few breaks built in there mm. that enable, because I know sometimes like our workload can't change, like mm-hmm. stuff's got to get done. It mm-hmm. is what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's kind of finding that balance, right? Because I feel like sometimes, and, and also within my day too, I actually have working block times. Yep. I haven't had that before mm. because what happens and this happens with your calendar too meetings just get put in yeah. and then you've lost your entire day yeah. and then my entire task list or work projects all have to be done at night mm. so it's I've got some work block time in and then that's flexible if things are urgent but yeah. if they're not then it's like okay move them important. to when there's meeting space exactly yeah. so I'm really excited so I've got that good. and that's how I'm going to achieve it and I just I just know how shit I felt last year and I don't want to feel like that and yeah. that's my motivation yeah, good. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm but it's had a bit of evolution. Just like a few things cut off because I was like, well, girl, yeah. you're not doing two transitions It's like when last enough. year you set yourself to do Duolingo every day. <laughs> 15. I was like, I'm going to learn French for 15 minutes a day. And then I'm like 12 a.m. in the night. I'm like trying to do my French and Dobson's like, and it's like quite Duolingo. Yeah. If you are looking to learn a language, a fantastic yeah, product, great. really great app. But it's like, <laughs> I'm like speaking French into my phone. And then it's like, well done. <laughs> Tick. And Dobson's like, shut the F up. Like I'm trying to sleep. Why? I don't want this. It's like, it's obviously a game. Yeah. It's gamified, which is amazing. But, like, it's too overstimulating right before bed. So, yeah, that was quite (laughs) – I remember for two weeks generally, like, Dalton was trying to sleep and I'm doing (laughs) fucking Duolingo next to you. Like, yeah, that was not, not a long enough. And I was like going out of the bedroom and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, why am I doing this? It's not helping me. There was the why behind my goal was like, yeah. I want to learn French. Why? Yeah. Why? Like, unless yeah. you can find time, don't. Yeah. You've got so the anyway, rest of your life laws. It's a long you. life. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> One, two, three, okay, there was a viral TikTok. Mm. I feel like a boomer when I say viral. Viral. <laughs> a viral TikTok. And we have to talk about it. It was from a page called Jadley. Mm-hmm. And it was about how Australian dating rules work. <laughs> and it was just so funny. And we've got to play it for you. Hi. Can someone please explain to me how Australian dating rules work? Because I don't get it. I do not understand. I feel like if you say one wrong thing, you're left on red. And then the amount of dates that have been organized and then the guy's just never texting me again has never happened anywhere else in the world. And every woman I speak to has the exact same horror stories about Australian men. Someone please elaborate. 
I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. Seriously. I am too. This is, and then the best part was people then stitched that TikTok with their, own with their own stories. And people came in with some very good experiences. So the first, well, not, sorry, good as in like good I enjoyed stories. watching them. Yeah. Not good, not good to experience them. in the dating yeah. world. So someone said, we don't have rules. You just fight for your life. This is bad. This is bad for Australia. That's not good. Oh, my God. And Australia equals Neverland, home to the lost boys. Okay, so this is definitely about men. I, yep, I I would have to agree Wait, with the what? stories. Aussie men love to organise a date and then apparently die. Yeah, never, never, just straight, just, just never come. What is it called? Shade? No, ghost, ghost, ghost. ghost. shade, ghost, just ghost. That I'm in bad, like I'm actually embarrassed for this. Yeah. This is Who bad. would want to be goat? Like this last one's bad. Read just, it out. No. Read it out. Men have this idea that if they put in the slightest bit of effort that you will think they're in love with you. I just, the what is bar that? for what men in dating it's is so, so low. low. It's so low. Like I don't want to be ghosted. No. I don't want people to waste my time. Yep. I don't no want games. people to make me feel like shit about myself no. when they don't even care. Like no. you're thinking about it all day and they're like, they forget. Like, are you joking? I just, it just, <sighs> yeah, this sucks. It really does. We really. Australia, you need to wake up. Yeah, wake Australian up. Australian men. Especially Australian men apparently. To wake up. Now we've had some of you guys from our community also share some things about the Australian dating scene. So let's jump into those. There are so many amazing people out there who just keep getting screwed over by the casual dating culture. And it's honestly so damaging to self-esteem. I hate it. Sometimes I just want to give up, but I keep at it because I want to feel that type of love. One day, I hope things change for us. Oh, one day, I hope things change for you. I'm sorry. Australian men, wake up. (laughs) You are impacting people's confidence. You are, you're, you're non, you're not taking it seriously. Men in Australia, you are being too casual and it's time to stop. Casual, if you want to be casual about dating, don't date. And it just makes me think like, I know of some really decent guys that are dating not having a lot of luck and I feel like it's these shitty guys that are ruining, ruining it for, it for them. everyone the casual lads casual that love lads. to swipe I nearly said pump and no it's pump and dump isn't it I think that's a very disgusting way to say. I think pump and dump is like <laughs> ejaculate, isn't it? I don't know. Lindsay's laughing. It's something about ejaculating. <laughs> I can't say I use it a lot, <laughs> but that, visually I'm that's what I imagine that it means. <laughs> wait, I've never said it. Siri. Wait, where's Siri? Ask Urban yeah, Dictionary. Uh, a situation where a person has sex with a partner on a single occasion without immediate intention or further contact. Yeah. To pursue a serious relationship. Yes. Maybe that's what the definition of Australian men is. Okay. Australian man equals pump and dump. This one, the worst. Single again at 33 and I want to give up. Oh, they always think there is someone better. <sighs> that sucks. Okay, this is a long one. Being single in your 30s is hard enough with societal expectations and my own ideas of where I would be at in life. But these days it is just so hard to meet people organically. At cafes or restaurants, no one looks up from their phone or wants to venture away from their friends, which I get, but I don't enjoy going out and drinking. So a bar slash pub night isn't where I want to meet someone if that's how they spend their weekends. Working full time and having a mortgage and bills on my own is also impacting opportunities to try new things to meet guys. So I turn into dating apps and they truly make me want to give up. Whether you're just vibing with someone, thinking it'll lead to dates or having casual 
chatter, they always end up ghosting. I think the issue with dating apps is that there appears to be an endless stream of people available. So the, all the guys think I'm making a connection with seem to be looking for someone better in the pile of profiles. No one seems to want to put in the effort to form a connection and I'm preparing myself for the fact that my happily ever after might look different to how I thought it would and that's okay. It is okay. Good. That I'm like that is fucking amazing to say that. First of all, mm. but second of all, I you know what I, I think with dating apps, it's like it's great in that like it's enabled people to meet people that couldn't have met before. But it's true. It's you just, feel like you've got a sea of. It's people transactional. To yeah. It's like oh, there's, there'll be someone yeah. because it's like you rate the profile and then it's like you compare that like in your head out of ten and then you compare the profiles. So you're like oh no, I'm waiting for it. It's so true, but it's like when you meet someone in real life and organically, which I know is is different and difficult now. But it, it it is you don't have that thought of like oh but there could be like twenty other yes. people tonight that I'll also catch eye contact with and potentially flirt exactly. with like not, sorry that doesn't happen to anyone in the real world so but online yeah I'm probably going to swipe you know another thirty people tonight and who knows how many of them are going to swipe back so it's just like too too many options that they think the grass is always greener that they never actually get to know the person and I think that sucks. And it sucks too because because of our biological mm. clock, if you do want to have children, yeah. men don't have they don't one. have that stress. So they don't need to think about no. it. And so they and and also like uh, yeah, they then like even looking at like divorce rates and then after divorce so often like I know so many stories about men that then go and date like really young mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. And it's like mm. but I just I just uh, I am Mm. not for these men Mm. sometimes anyway okay okay rocked up to his house for a first date he was in his pjs at 3 p.m drinking a beer we've been together for three years i I, I didn't i thought that was going bad but it's it's good i mean cute that do you know what that tells me? You don't need to have fancy dates no, you to don't. find love. You, you don't, don't need. But it also nice tells things. me that we put in way too much effort. You're right. You know it also says that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Match with a guy on Tinder and send him an opening question asking: If you could blink and go anywhere in the world, where would you go? Oh, I can't read this what? because again, this is embarrassing what did he say? for Australia. What did he say? He says. Between your tits. No. Who said no. romance was dead? No. Old mate Brad from Tinder did. Uh, that is. No. No. If you could go. In oh what world God. is that hot? That's yeah. not in anyone's world hot. Mate, say Italy. Yeah. Say something else. With you, maybe. Between your tits. <sighs> I thought you were going to say between also, your legs. Also, don't call them tits, like, <laughs> in the first thing. I know. Who the fuck likes You're not entitled to tits. No one. No one. They're not tits. Unless, like, once you're together and you, you've you established that. I don't – Sure, okay, maybe. It could be for people, but don't – No. Don't slide in with that. No, you can't slide oh. in with that. Oh. <laughs> ah, when men don't want to date me because I'm a career-focused woman. Well, those men can – I actually generally think, and That's from fun. a lot of friends I've spoken to, a lot of men are – and it's not – I understand why, like where it's come from, like mm. internally. Not, mm. It's not right. No. But they are intimidated by a partner that would make more money with them than them or have more success it's than very them. Sad. It's very sad. <sighs> Don't stop your career because of a boyfriend. Oh, my God, boyfriend. no. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What are we ending on? Yeah, and you know 
know what? This one's fine. Okay, okay. This one, I think you. this is fine. Okay. This is okay for an Australian man to do this. Yes, a guy once took me on a date to a fish and chip shop. Aww. I think that's cute. I think that's fine. Do you know what one of my dream dates is? Yeah. Like, what, I don't, yeah. sitting at a table across from each other because I'm awkward as, yeah. worst night, I just like, so awkward. I don't like silence and I feel it. I talk to, I just say too many yeah. things. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, for me, going for a walk or like going and getting fish and chips and then like sitting on the, the beach, beach or something or somewhere like at a park where you're not like directly facing each other and there's some time where you're just like looking you yeah. don't have to eye contact the whole time mm. I think that's really good so I, I think, think it's good. that's it's good. fine you're using your hands that's so fine he's, he's already not the type that you need to like order a salad around and worry about you know food going everywhere because he's ordered you finger food as long as Fried he doesn't food. just get chips and potato cakes like at least get a gym <laughs> sim in there I think it would be more about the order. Anyway, that was actually a really depressing really segment. Depressing. And I'm really sorry that this is, if you don't, for all of our international listeners outside of Australia, yeah. if don't come here if you want to come to Australia for a boyfriend. Because, Hang on, we both date Australian men. Well, yeah, but I, I know just, plenty of Australian men who are fine. There's obviously just a huge well, the, sea of them with exactly. massive egos and, and it's very sad. The fact that the TikTok person said yeah. this has never happened Anywhere in any else. other country. That's very sad. I think Australian men are what the is it? thing that's not changing yeah. in this equation. Interesting. Anyway, and obviously, as Seth said, this is not all Australian men. There no. are lovely wonderful Australian men here and yes. people, but there are also some bad fish in the sea. Bad fish in the sea. What is it time for? What is it time for? Special share. Lucy. Yes. For me today. I have a book for you today. Oh, I have a book too. What's you? your book? Okay, my book is Good Material by mm-hmm. Dolly Alderton. Oh, yes. Yep. And I really liked it. Mm-hmm. It is about dating. Mm-hmm. It's the most real experience. Basically, it's a couple breakup mm. and then it's the experience of mainly 80% is the guy or yeah. actually I reckon 90% is the guy's mm-hmm. experience of the breakup. He's the one who's broken up with. And then at the end, you get to hear from the female's perspective and yep. she was the one who broke up with him. Okay. It is so interesting and it is the most, when I say interesting, to read the actual reality of a breakup Mm. because I feel like there's a lot of like online, it's like just get over it. It's like people break up with people. It is what it is, whatever. It's actually, and like to actually go into the detail of how it impacts someone's life in like all facets Mm. was, it was so honest Mm. and just, I was like, fuck, this is actually so true. And then also from the perspective of the person who broke up with that person, it doesn't mean they're okay. It's not just, it's not easy for them. And it's, and there's, it also goes into like how there's so many reasons why, because so often you assume like, oh, it's because there's someone else, but that's not often the reason. There's so many other reasons why people break up. It was, I have to say, if you are reading it or you want to read it, it's too long in the middle. They could have, I just, I think 20% of the man's story could have been cut out. <laughs> it, there was bits where I was like, do I keep going with this uh, book? Okay, yeah. But I'm very glad in the end that I've read it and I persevered. So it's definitely a special share. I do recommend reading it, but don't give up in the middle where you're like, this is dragging, dragging on because I it did drag in the middle, okay. but then it was really good at the end and good start. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So recommend. I'm excited to read it. Yeah, you'll like it. My book is called The Seven Year Slip by Ashley Poston. Ah. And I really enjoyed it. It is about Can I say a, the cover? Yes, you can. It is ah. about a girl who moves into her auntie's her late auntie's old apartment. Um, and it's there's a bit of magic to the apartment. 
and I that made it sound like a like a fantasy. It's not. Um, it's more like I'm trying to think of that movie, that classic movie where they're like leaving letters, and the person who lived there years ago. What was that movie called? I don't know. Oh, the Lake House. Yes, the Lake House. It's kind of like there's two decades of it happening in the same location. Anyway, um, it's a really beautiful love story. And also just a cool story about um, a woman in New York um, as a publisher, book publisher. I think I'd love it. It's good. Any book set in New York. I also love reading about book publishers' lives. I just, I really, any magazines, publishers, I just, it's good. I love those stories. I'm going to read it. There's so many little bits throughout the book that like all then like, it just, there's a lot. It just makes sense, makes sense, makes sense, makes sense. How I really long is it? it? Uh, 300 something Okay, pages. so not like too long. No, yeah, no, okay. no, no. Okay. No, no, no. Um, fairly easy read, but I just really enjoyed it. It was nice. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you for that special share. You're welcome. Thank you for listening, everyone. We love you very much. Thank you for supporting the podcast. We obviously, if you don't listen, we can't do it. So we really yes. appreciate it. No, like seriously, we well, actually <laughs> wouldn't exist. So we appreciate you so very much. If you want to get involved with the podcast, send us a DM. We have a kick mailbox segment where we open up your thoughts on different segments on the pod or just on random things. Send it in. You can either send a voice note or just type it out for us, whatever you prefer to do. You can find out more about kick if you want to sign up. We've got a seven-day free trial. All the details are on our Instagram, kick.app, or you can search KIC on the App Store or the Google Play Store or on the World Wide Web. You'll find us there. We love you and we will be back in your ears on Wednesday. Well, Steffi will with a kick bump episode.